Friday, Dave Ellswick show. Man, I'm excited. You know, it's been almost a year since I've seen Chris Corbett. He's sitting in the studio today. That's him. Yeah, right here. That's Chris Corbett. And then, of course, Robert Steinbach, law professor over at the uh, Bowen School of Law. And his opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the university or the school of law. A big loss today. Herb uh, Herb uh, Tarlack died. Herb Tarlack. What yeah, Herb he? Tarlack. Well, his real name is Frank Bonner. He was born mm-hmm. in Little Rock in 1942 and became an actor. Nice. And he played uh, Herb from this show right here. Okay, move up on that microphone. Oh no, that's not walking back harder. Hold on. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh man! W. Yeah, Yeah, he he played Herb, who was sales manager. Remember him? He was a guy who could never close the big account. Never. Oh. And he was in love with Lonnie Anderson, the secretary. Oh, I remember Lonnie Anderson. Okay. From so, in the Burt Reynolds movies. There's a there's a there's a great. Uh, uh, segment they did in the show where uh, Bailey, who was the traffic manager, convinced Lonnie, who's the secretary, to go ahead and go on a date with Herb because he'd been he'd been chasing her through the whole show all the time. And they did, and uh, she thought this would would calm him down that he wouldn't go after her anymore, and it didn't happen that way. But anyway, it was such a great scene that. Uh, Frank Bonner and Lonnie Anderson got uh, letters from Jack Lemon and some other act, great actors saying, what a fantastic scene you guys did. Nice. That's funny. I thought it was great. And Frank Bonner's here from Little Rock. He was from Little Rock, born in 1942. 1942. Did he move February out to Cal- 28th, to be exact. Did he move out to California, I well, guess? I, abs- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he was in uh, Saved by the Bell as well. Uh, two great TV shows, but he'll always be remembered from WKRP. Oh yeah, all always will be remembered. Did you watch that show? I know, I know, it's before you, kind of before your time. I mean, it was. How all, young do you think I am, my friend? I well, watch that show all the time. You're okay, nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty two. Yeah, I was you know negative five in in, in in the new math, but uh, older than that in the old math. Okay. And I absolutely watch that show. I got to tell you, uh, Steinbuck is fantastic at theme songs. I have a whole podcast of, or my iPod is full of theme songs. Right, and I'll play it. But I got to cover up the screen because it shows the title of sure. it. Sure. And Steinbuck nailed all of them. I mean, Airwolf, uh, the uh, the uh, the big tall guy. Uh, oh gosh, the Hassel Munchkin. The, oh, all the oh hair. Fred Gwynn. Yeah, uh, he nailed all of them. Did you what hear is the big tall guy? The, the big tall guy, Lurch. Uh, dude, the oh, Lurch. Bum, Ted bum, Cassidy. Bum, bum, Ted, Ted Levine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew them all. 
I wasn't sure if he was cheating because I was covering up the screen. They're kooky and they're spooky. Yeah, I know that one. I'm, I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to share it with you. Yeah, okay. So did you hear Rob Zombie has a new movie that he's putting together? No. Oh, Well, you haven't it? heard? No. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm so jonesing him, for a movie theater. Him and Patrick. You know who Patrick was? The guy who no. played Eddie Munster? Okay. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. Of course. He and Eddie Munster were riding around uh, in Hollywood yesterday in the coach you remember Grandpa's coach? Do oh, you yeah. have that thing still? It's, yeah. <laughs> he owns it. Oh, is that right? It is, oh, nice. That is, that's, uh, it's Zombie's favorite TV show of all time. Oh. All right. He named one of his great songs, Dracula, after the, the secondary car that Grandpa built, which was called Dracula. Well, anyway, he it's now known that he is uh, he's doing the reboot of the Munsters as a movie. So nice. it's going to be back on the big screen again. Guess who's playing Maryland? Who? His wife, of course. <laughs> of is course. His wife, someone Keep it in the Sherry, family. Sherry Moon. Yeah, yeah, she's a uh, zombie. She's she's always in his movies. I see. She's she was in was it uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses and yeah. and all of those. Oh, so yeah. she's a Lords of Salem was okay. That was kind of the last one he did, but. He's been kind of out of favor in Hollywood, after, finally, after the Halloween movies, you know. But man, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of looking forward to it. It'd be fun to watch the show in color. Because remember when it was, you know, when we went to Mockingbird Lane for the original Monsters, it was in black and white. I do remember that. And you remember who played, who played, uh, you know, Frankenstein or Herman, mm-hmm. and, and that was Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Who's a great actor. Very good actor. He was a great actor. My favorite thing that he did was with uh, the movie where he was the co- he was the uh, the judge. Yeah, sure. My cousin Vinny. My cousin, my cousin Vinny. Oh, my cousin Vinny's fantastic. I stole a line from that movie. Ute. Ute. Oh, that, that's a fantastic movie. It is a good movie. I stole a line from that movie in a trial that I did. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Actually, I put an engineer on. You know, Chris is an engineer, professional engineer. Right. And I put an engineer on to testify. And this engineer was, um, he had his engineering license from, I'm making up the state, but uh, um, uh, California, let's say. Okay. And, but he worked for the U.S. government. He worked for the Army. And he was an engineer for the army. And when you work for the U S government, you just have to be licensed in some state. Same right. thing, by the way, in being an attorney. And so the other side was trying to knock down his credentials Uh-oh. because they were, de- we were dealing with a building in dispute or a construction of a building in dispute. By the way, you see uh, corporate's not the only guy that does construction law. Um, <laughs> and there was a building. Uh, corporate was still in diapers when I was doing this case. Um, you know, he was 28 at the time, but he was still in diapers. And the um, uh, uh, the other side said to him, well, you're you're not licensed in Illinois, are you? The building was in Illinois. Uh, and he goes, uh, no, I'm licensed in California. And, and he, you know, kind of makes a big show of it. And so when. That attorney sits down, I get up, and I have one question for the witness on what's called redirect. And I say to the witness, uh, just to be clear, are the laws of physics the same in California <laughs> as they are in Illinois? He said yes. I said that's all I have for this witness. Fantastic question. <laughs> so was, 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 the, the, was the, uh, 
piece that you pulled out of the thing from WKRP? Did you say something like, I swear to God, I thought turkeys could fly? Exactly. Well, my <laughs> friend sends me that, that clip every Thanksgiving, by the way. I uh, love yeah. that. That right. is, have you ever seen that? I'm not. I'm hearing okay. y'all saying that. I need the clip. Les Nesmith is the, the, <laughs> Les the news, he's the, the newsman. Yes. And they're doing, WKRP was a small station in Cincinnati. They're trying to break in in the market as far as being one of the the big stations. Right. It's never going to happen. All right. Their morning man is called uh, uh, Johnny Fever. Their afternoon guy is Venus Flytrap. <laughs> Sandy, who played the part of the PD, his name is Andy. And uh, then you got the big guy who's the GM, and then you have Herb, who's the sales manager. Well, they decide to do this kind of Thanksgiving big deal. And they decide they're going to throw turkeys out of airplanes over Cincinnati and uh, give free turkeys. Live turkeys. Give, give the turkey. Yeah. They used to do that in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do do it here. <laughs> I, they still, I, I think they still celebrate they, but WKRP somebody, by doing that. Yeah. So they kill. They drop a bunch of turkeys that can't fly. Out they of used to. Turkey. I don't drop. think. I don't think they're they're live. And anymore. then we eat them. Yeah. Turkeys. <laughs> wild turkeys don't fly either. Do they? Well, they can fly. They land a, in trees. They can fly a small distance. Right. Yeah, right. they can hop along. Is what it is. No, the they can hop. fly. They can actually get off the ground. They're they're better than chickens. I can get off the ground too. That doesn't make me a plane. <laughs> now Corbin may not be able to get off the ground, but I can get off the ground. Good for well, six inches. Yeah, Chris, exactly. Chris very much lives up to the term that white men can't jump yeah all right there's just no doubt Definitely. about that but anyway but he can punch they start throwing <laughs> they start throwing these turkeys out of the airplane and they're plummeting down into the streets of cincinnati <laughs> and and wes is is like doing a broad live broadcast about it and he 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 breaks into this whole thing of almost like the hindenburg you've heard that great oh yeah piece of audio and he goes Oh, the humanity! It's it is hilarious. <laughs> and then the big guy is meeting with the staff, and he says, "I swear to God, I thought turkeys could fly." <laughs> it's a great, it's just a great scene. The other one that I liked was when the mascot of WKRP, which their mascot was a carp, all right, took on the mascot of their main competitor, which seems to me was a chicken. Okay. And they met in the bat- men's bathroom, and they got into a fist fight. And it's, hil- <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious. You inspired me to go back and watch. You got to go watch some of it. It's funny. Is there an app I can I can pick up like probably the whole on YouTube. Season, yeah, probably or? on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure you can get it. Yeah, um, yeah you can just just search for it. It'll okay. pop up because it is classic. Yeah. classic television. It's good stuff. Good writing. So anyway, uh, uh, Frank Bonner passed away. He had dementia. He passed away. Uh, Wednesday, in fact, and uh, 78 years old. So sad to hear that's him sad. go. Lonnie that's Anderson and uh, uh, Sandy, the guy who played the uh, program director, both put out uh, Facebook remarks saying they were sorry to have seen him go. Said evidently he was a nice guy, a really nice guy, and very, very funny. So anyway, we had that. Now, before we go any further, again, I, me, I'm always following the movies. They're talking about Keanu Reeves' next movie, which is going to be John Wick 4. You think there'll be any uh, arm bars? Will there be any arm bars in that movie? They're going to bring that back. Uh, and they have 
they have said now that they have signed a, another actor for it for a, so, no. a sorter, you know, a guy that really can play. Oh, I thought this you one. meant they were getting rid of Keanu Reeves. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. no. Keanu Reeves ain't going anywhere. John he, he's going to do the Matrix. The new Matrix is coming out. Okay. But then you're going to have this uh, John Wick movie. Wesley Snipes. Oh, they're bringing Wesley back? It's coming. I've it's going, like he's going to be part. Yeah, I did too. I well, wish they trouble with Would the they please do another Blade movie? I, you know, he's three, awesome. Three was so bad. It was bad. With Ryan Reynolds. That uh, was not good. That's not one of Ryan Reynolds' ones that he wants to keep on. I didn't even know he was in the movie. Oh, I yeah. He's the other. He's the, one of the guys fighting with the Snipes. I can't say. I, it's so bad, I don't even remember that. But he can't be as. He wasn't his snide, snotty rich boy kind of thing, uh, you know? Yeah. Which he's very good if you're going out to the movies this weekend, go see the bodyguard of the wife of the hitman, which is. Now, let me warn you, all right? If bad language bothers you, I mean, mm. really, you, you can't let it get past you. This is not a movie. <laughs> okay, this is not a movie. To go. It's Samuel L. Jackson. It's rough. It's, yeah, it's real rough. So you won't want to go see that. But if you like action, you want to go see it. And if you like that type of humor, it's a pretty funny movie. And... The last 30 seconds of the movie makes the whole movie uh, Don't give it worth away. It. I'm just nice. saying. Don't give it away. I'm, I'm not. People that, nope. Just because they all died at the end. No, I'm I not giving it away. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying that they do something I can't wait. at the very end that's very, very funny. All right. Excellent. Don't forget, if you get questions about uh, Social Security, you can get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security from David Lucas Financial here in Little Rock. 27 pages of nothing but Social Security information that could help you, uh, of course, get even more income when you file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing, you need this booklet. Get it free. Call now, 501-222-3315, and you can get it right now. Nobody's going to take your call, but you can leave a, a message with your information. They'll get to you. Uh, you receive a free customized Social Security analysis uh, that will pinpoint for you the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone. Call right now, 501-222-3315, 501-222-3315. These guys are going to be with me until 8 at 7.05. We will hear from Charlie Kirk. He's going to be with us. And we, you know who Charlie Kirk is. All right, I did an interview. It's already it's a, it's in the can, and uh, it's really really good. I've known Charlie for years, like I've known Ben Shapiro for years, and these are the new guys coming up that are going to be. I think Charlie Kirk's going to be the new Rush Limbaugh. I really do, and he's going to be part of our stable of talk show hosts uh, starting Monday from eleven a.m. until two p.m with the charlie kirk show but you'll hear from him coming up at 705 and then these two yahoos will be on with me the rest of the time we got some great stuff to talk about today we'll get to that uh stein steinbach got screwed again by the uh, law school we'll talk about that here on the dave ellswick show all right back with you don't forget charlie kirk 705 you don't want to miss that uh that interview it's it's really good he brings up the asu thing that's awesome. Because it was uh, Turning Point USA 
And what was the lady's name? Ashley Hogard. Yeah, who was trying to set up the table That's right. to sign people up for them. Right, and some jackbooted thugs. Yeah, who kicked her ASU, off ASU. Kicked her off uh, the, the main drag. And by the way, <clears throat> that case, the Ashley Hogard case through Turning Point USA with Charlie Kirk, uh, led in part to Dan Sullivan's very hard work and successful outcome, along with many others, Bob Ballinger, Kim Hammer, um, uh, Alan Clark, you know, I'm going to forget a, a bunch of the names, but led to the passage of the what? I'm not joking, the Dave Ellswick Free Speech on Campus Bill, because that was the evidence. Oh, I went nuts on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dave, I really did. Dave was all over that. This is, you know, people could take whatever credit they want, and I don't want any credit at all, but Dave Ellswick was the first one to put the big push behind that bill. In yeah, fact, they put me in touch with some, I forgot someone from out of state, right? Lady up in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Very good. And um, and uh, that's how that whole thing started. Right. But and, and the, for the benefit of the audience, they shut down a table on campus. Yes. That was a conservative think yeah, group. That's right. Because it wasn't in a free speech zone. Yeah. 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 What in the hell is that all yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked, as I used to say on your show when we talked about the case, I thought America is a free speech zone. I yeah. thought the but whole well, country Let me just was. follow up with an important point. Yeah. So two years later, Dan Sullivan, state senator from Jonesboro, says, okay, we did that, but we as conservatives always move forward. We don't move backwards. And so he said, let's expand, because what that bill did was allow free speech in uh, uh, outside of buildings. Didn't allow free speech inside of buildings, by the way. In no way did it uh, create a mandate for that, because we went incrementally. And frankly, I like to go a little bit more, but we went increment- incrementally. So Dan says, well, we need a bill to allow free speech inside buildings and otherwise guarantee the abilities of students and professors to speak Freely, right. academic freedom. Correct. And you know who held up that bill? A bunch of fake conservatives. A, Th- bu- oh. a bunch of people who call themselves Republicans right. who ain't. And let's name them. James Sturch. Uh, he's got to go. Yep. Um, uh, uh, actually, uh, um, uh, Jane English, who's a, a nice woman, but it's time for her to retire. And then uh, Lance Eats. Those three yep. uh, lefties, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of uh, conservative politics. They killed it. They killed it. In committee. In the Senate Judiciary wait, wait, wait. Committee. Didn't they have an R by their name? Uh, you, you, wait, you, wait. Know, you call yeah, them liberals yeah, and lefties. Yeah. But- you know what an, uh, an R uh, stands for there? It, it stands for uh, rerun. Rerun <laughs> of old uh, politics. Rerun of cronyism. Rerun of, oh, who am I answering to today? Not the public. Yeah. Not the electorate. That's, That's who. Right. Well, well, and you we, know you we all know that Jane has done this before yeah. uh, to us. She was going to vote against uh, expanding Medicare. Uh, Medicaid here in the state, and then which uh, is Obamacare? Yeah, and then BB offered her X amount of dollars for adult education, which is her bailiwick. I'm, That's I'm, fine, you know. Yeah. But she took it and sold her vote, as far right. as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, when I heard the term adult education, I thought it was something entirely different. But we won't get into that point right <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got to have it. To, you got to hand it to Ashley Hogard, right? Yeah. If I was at a table and a police officer came up to me. I would be upset. 
But you know what she did? She calmly accepted the officer's demands. She packed her stuff up and left. Yeah. She did the right thing. She didn't pick up a rock and throw it through the university's door, right? She, and she and she called Charlie Kirk. That's right. <laughs> and That's they right. brought suit against get, ASU. Get, you know what? You know what? James Starch. I like to call him Larry Stewart. You remember that reference? Yeah, F Troop. There you go. Uh, you know what uh, F Troop James Sturt said to um, uh, about uh, Dan Sullivan's bill? Well, is there a lawsuit now? Uh, and yeah, we don't need a lawsuit. Why we need a law? Right, exactly. It's kind of stupid, exactly. but... Right, so people have to go out, hire an attorney, unlike Chris Corbett and me who take on clients often for free, most attorneys charge a lot of money. And the job of a legislator is to get out in front, not to follow, not to be behind, not to be a lackey. Well, we know what's the case with those that I have just mentioned. It's the reverse, and I'm tired of it. And these politicians need to learn, We got Dave, uh, these politicians need to learn that it's time to be respectful to the electorate. All right. Don't forget about Pat Davis, and uh, he'll give you the information you need to know so that you can buy health insurance that is really health insurance and will do things for you that, uh, you know, a lot of the health insurance offered by the government won't do. For instance, you don't have any co-pays. I've always paused there. Because that's one of the things I hear people talk about all the time. When I'm talking to them about health insurance, when they go see the doctor and they got to pony up fifty, seventy-five, hundred dollars just to walk into their office, uh, you know, you will not run into copays uh, with Pat Davis. He'll get you out of all of that. You'll save about thirty to fifty percent overall uh, on the health insurance. It'll be real health insurance, not a share plan. You can uh, pick from any provider in the nation. And again, I told you, no co-pays. And you know that excess money that sometimes is out there that goes to the insurance companies? Mm-mm. Not when Pat's involved. comes to you in a check. They send you a check. How would you like to get a check from uh, your doctor or from the uh, you know urgent care center that you went to? That can happen. Uh, Pat can give you a whole story about when he was in the hospital and he got a lot of money back. Uh, he had some deep vein thrombosis, I think, uh, and they were uh, treating him for it, almost killed him, in fact. And uh, he gets his health insurance through the same people that he gets you health insurance through. Call him 501-605-6935, and he'll help you out with it. Give yourself an opportunity here and talk to the man and see how much money he can save you. Uh, if you want to do it online, yourhealthplanman.com. All right. Story that came out late last night. Uh, It came out of the Arkansas Times. So as soon as I heard that, I knew it wasn't going to be conservative in in, in nature. And this is this new voter guide. Uh, Former Arkansas Supreme Court Justices Robert Brown and Annabelle Ember Tuck are scheduled to appear before the Legislative Council uh, today to ask for approval of spending $200,000 from the state's rainy day fund to produce a voter's guide for candidates for Supreme Court and Court of Appeals in 2022 that would be mailed to all Arkansas 
households. But what's what what's rainy day have to do with a voter guide? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, and how do they get to appear in in front of the legislative council? I want to appear and from the legislative council and promote some legislation. Well, and get approved. I, by I the guess governor. the reason it's going to happen is because the governor has already given his tacit approval to That's this. Exactly right. And so uh, the legislative council wants them to show up and explain what this is all about. And I'll tell you that I talked to some folks on the legislative council, and this baby has about a snowball's chance, as you heard. <laughs> Uh, it ain't going to happen. Well, Dave, and it shouldn't happen, to be honest. And here's the thing. I've got no problem with people having information about candidates. In fact, I encourage it. That's why the candidates should put out information about themselves. The but candidate, it, not the state. Exactly. Uh, another 200 grand of uh, um, bureaucratic money spending uh, for advertising. I'm not interested in it. And nope. I'm tired. Here's the thing. We need to stop spending like a drunken sailor. And th- that's don't what, say it that way because yeah. it gives drunken, drunken sailors, sailors a bad, a bad name. name. <laughs> drunken sailors really are, are, are more conservative in their spending than the the state is. It's too much. Well, there, I think there's an agenda there. They're they're trying to battle dark money, right? Yeah, so, they, they so always try, are they call trying to battle dark money. Well, what, you mean money? Dark yeah. you mean money? money? You mean yeah. free speech? You mean money? They have the money and they can spend it the way they want to, right? So get your liberal groups to put the money together to, to support. I'm sure they're out there. Put your own money together. Yeah. That's all you got to do. It's not, yeah. it's not hard. I, I don't care if, personally, I don't care if you know who the donor is. I don't care if you don't know. In other words, I'm not against uh, disclosing a donor, but I'm not. Uh, championing for disclosing a donor. The point is that people are allowed to communicate, and one way you communicate is buying advertising uh, in favor of a cause, a candidate, whatever it may be. So uh, it's the problem is that it, today the lefties are complaining that they're getting outspent. By the way, spent. By the way, in the future, it might be the conservatives who complain about that. We so have. Right. Yep. So, But the bottom line is, go out and sell your message. Go out and, and say something. Corbett's going to run for Senate. He's, he's spreading the word. He's spreading the word. And you know what the word that he's spreading is? Greece. Uh, what's that? Greece. Greece. That's right. Because um, uh, Greece yeah. is the word, exactly. right? Exactly. Right. He's spreading the word that that uh, uh, conservative values prevail. He's going to show up to work in the legislature. That means when he's called to vote, guess what he does? He votes yay or nay. That's right. He didn't vote, oh, I'm not here. Or he didn't vote, oh, I'm not voting. Or he didn't vote, <laughs> I'm present. Or he doesn't just not vote. He goes and he votes. And you know what he votes for? Conservative things. And then if a governor, whoever that governor may be, as conservative or liberal as he or she may be, vetoes a bill that that, uh, Chris voted for, you know what he does the next time around? He votes for it again. You know why? Because his views don't change. He read the bill. Yeah, and his views don't change on a flip of a coin. His views don't change because he's been lectured to by the executive. He's an elected official. Do your darn job. That was close, <laughs> that was by the good. way. I wonder, so close. That was I wonder good, if Rob. they, you know, when the governor goes in and talks to them right. about things like that, right. if he says, you know that softball field you want? Yeah. Do you think that that shows up in their... Discussion. Uh, 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 yeah, it will subtly. Yeah, right? it'll be yeah. something like, "Well, we're going to help you get what you want." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But as usual, Steinbuck's right on this. So you can get, issue. you know, you can get a rip and grip picture in the local yeah. paper. You know, yeah. 
I wonder if the, the legislators, the, you know, they, they, they change your tidy whities after they go out and meet with the governor because uh, it, it's so intimidating. See, that doesn't play with me because yeah. my underwear is not white any longer. Yeah. Well, I don't need to know that. I, I just don't need to know that. I, I moved know. on from that. I yeah. am not that conservative there you go. There that you I go. must wear white underwear. There you go. You know. It's, that yeah. always was the big thing. I remember when they started coming out with Paisleys and stuff, uh-huh. and guys, we'd be get done with football practice and get, and get showered up and everything, and some guy would break out the bright red ones, and we'd go, what's that about? <laughs> you know, what's that about? It, well, boxers or common. briefs? Uh, bright red boxers or briefs? I am, I'm half and half, see. I like briefs. How did we get into however, this? However, <laughs> I don't know. However, we I buy the boxers that are tight on you. I don't oh, like the loose bo- ones. Oh, uh, boxer briefs. Yeah, boxer the briefs. The the yeah, the yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Right. Don't put them in a... You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good... That's good. I'll talk to you during the break. Okay. A new product that I bought just the other day came to me from Amazon, and yeah. it works. And I'll tell you that it works, but I'm not well, gonna, not going to talk about it on the air. I can't even say the name on the air. Well, the, the, the going back to the article, as usual, Steinbuck's right on it. The liberals are upset about people spending their money how they want to, and then they're going to throw in this. They're going to gig you by saying, "Oh, well." You can spend your money, but you got to let us know who's spending the money. You can't do it anonymously. Well, then they threw in a little Scalia quote from a Supreme Court case. But, um, yeah, as usual, it, it, he's right on point. But we have free speech, right? If you make the money, guess what? This is America with no A. America. America. You can spend it how you want. You want to save the whales? Go make a bunch of money and then save the whales. Well, here's the reason... The liberals are wanting to do this because if Carnahan, who announced his candidacy yesterday, I'm excited about, and that. I think Delay has offered uh, has he wants in, he I wants think, in yeah, as well. Yeah, if both of them would get elected, we would have a decided conservative majority that's on the, the state rub. supreme that's court. That's the rub. That's and, what it's at. Yeah, and two liberal previous liberal justices want to inform the public. Of some sort of party affiliation. If you if you click over to the on that on that article you mentioned, you click over and see what North Carolina did. It clearly has them labeled Democrat and Republican. Right. That's not right. These are supposed to be uh, uh, nonpartisan. Right. Yeah, I don't non-partisan. mind if if, yeah. if uh, individuals ahead. want to identify their own political party. Well, that, helps me, that helps. That right. helps me a I little think bit. It's a good thing, actually. All right. Yeah. It, it, so I don't mind you know. that. But and I don't mind any of the well, substance. But don't call it nonpartisan, though, right? Well, of course you would. And moreover, I don't care if you want to put out a voter guide. Just don't ask me to pay for it. Yeah, it's not That's the state's the responsibility right. to do that. Uh, exactly. I got uh, no well, Two hundred thousand is not chump change. No, it's uh, not. It, it is to government bureaucrats. It is to people who are, who are no, spending not. their own money. It's important yeah. money because I mean the governor. Look, he vetoed giving sixty four thousand dollars back to people. Who were hit with fines this during COVID? Is three times the amount of money that the administration refused to return to uh, taxpayers, Arkansas citizens who were fined as a function of a system that should have never been in place, where there was no legislative input to punishing people uh, for. No, uh, it was decided by the health department. Exactly, that's right. That's why that. And so some people say, "Well, that, those were given out; those were fines." I understand that, but we should not have people 
punished without input of the most democratic you, branch of government. You know government. what else is on that same line there is they kick it to the to the executive branch. They put it in an administrative hearing. The burden of proof is not a beyond a reasonable doubt. It doesn't require a unanimous vote. It requires a majority vote based on the preponderance of the evidence. Guess what? You're going to lose in the administrative hearing. And then these. when you go to court, you can't uh, appeal the substance of it because That's right. they say, oh, well, we defer. We defer. We defer to their judgment because they got to hear all the facts. Mm-hmm. Well... It should be de novo. We, I have a bill for that, by the way. Oh, we got to get that done. So anyway, I'm, the legislative council is going to hear this today, yeah. and from what I'm hearing, it ain't going to pass much. Maybe uh, Chris and I will go down and testify. Torpedo it. Let's Chris, go get it. It's not going to pass muster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, the reason it shouldn't pass, it's not the state's responsibility to do a voter's guide. Of course no. Not. And uh, your money shouldn't be put into play to do that. It just shouldn't. Now, Max Brantley thinks it should be because Max Brantley is a you know lefty. You know who does this? The press should do it with questions and answer with the candidates. Well, it should exactly. be organizations should do it. Look, Family Council does a voting guide every election. Yeah. So does uh, um, Conduit. Yeah, Conduit does one. There's a couple other people who do it as well. Asking questions from a conservative viewpoint. So, you know... Arkansas Times, put your own one together. That's fantastic advice. What about NRA often puts out a a voter guide, too? Yeah, the conservatives do this. Why can't the liberals do it? Why why is it that it's got to be taxpayers, you know, that have to pay for it, Brantley? I don't understand that. How much does it cost to mail? There's not not this 200,000. How much does it cost to mail to every household? You don't think that in, that's included in the uh, no? Case? Gosh, I no, no, it's going right. to be. Right, they're going to have to hire some some uh, uh, um, I don't know contractors to put together this thing, right? Yeah, we'll have to find out. But anyway, they I think the liberals should just put their own together. They got human rights commission can do it. All right, they yeah, can yeah, ask. Do you right. believe that uh, boys should be able to you know compete against girls and things of that nature? Get the answers to the questions that you're interested in. Hey, East End Towing, you need a tow? They're the people to call. East End Towing. Let me explain something to you. You're in a wreck. Let's say it's out on uh, 67167. I drive that every morning, every afternoon. State police show up. You need a tow truck. They need to you know, get your car out of the middle lane or whatever. And they call a tow truck to come and get your car. So where are they going to take your car? You may not even be told that. You may not find out that it's in an impound lot and it's going to cost you $100, $150, $200, not to mention the tow itself. So here's what you need to do. Write this number down and put it in your wallet or your purse or in your glove compartment. 888 8849 that's East End Towing, and no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they get the answers that you need. I mean, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and every truck is permitted under state law. That's East End Towing. That number again, 888-8849. Use it so you don't get screwed. All right, eight minutes remaining here in this hour. I want to switch gears just a little bit and... I want, uh, as you know, I've been asking Robert Steinbach, who is a law professor over at the Bowen School of Law, 
and his opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or the folks at the university to which it is attached, though it would be to their benefit for those opinions to be theirs, but they're not. With that in mind, uh, anything going on about constitutional law? We need you, Rob. Anything going on about, you know, uh, a chair or anything like that? uh, I have not heard anything on the constitutional law, but uh, my optimism, as little as there was, mind you, tongue firmly implanted in cheek, uh, is waning (laughs) given the fact that I I have been informed that I did not receive uh, any of the three named professorships, one of which, by the way, is uh, for expertise uh, regarding Arkansas and Arkansas law. And well, there, what do you know about Arkansas right, law? Exactly. There, there, exactly. there are <laughs> two experts uh, on the faculty Too much. in uh, Arkansas law. That's you? It. Me and, and a fellow by the name of Tom Sullivan who has expertise. Not State Senator Sullivan. No. no. Tom, Dan Sullivan. Sullivan. Another fantastic law professor. Yeah, the, okay. This is uh, Tom Sullivan. He's an expert on uh, Arkansas criminal law. That actually practices like Steinbuck. Yeah, he's a practicing attorney. And uh, those are the two experts in Arkansas law. Neither of us uh, has received the named professorship regarding Arkansas. Why? Well, I'll let you draw your own conclusion, Dave. uh, See, I asked that question. No, that's a rhetorical question. Uh, uh, Oh, there you go. I know the answer. Yeah, what what is the answer, Dave? You're a conservative. I am. That's right. Yeah, you're I a conservative. Am. You you appear on my show right. weekly. Mm-hmm. They know that. Right. We make no bones about it. Right. And uh, I make no bones in letting them know that your opinions may not be their opinions. But yeah. the bottom line is uh, you are about 180 from them. When do you think? <laughs> on a lot of stuff. But when, a different opinion needs to come out. That's when true. When do you think they will ever let a conservative teach uh, constitutional law, which is a. Which uh, is a question we've been asking yeah. now for a year. Right, right. What, what do you think the answer to that question is? It, you won't get an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way they play this. Mm-hmm. They just don't answer the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like when I asked the question about the uh, name professorship, which is named after Slick Willie. And all of a sudden, it was named after Slick Willie. To be clear, for 20 years, it wasn't named after Slick Willie. And they said, oh, well, it was always named. It was a bunch of gaslighting. You know, it's always named. But we just didn't know about it. Wait, you didn't know what? Well, we didn't know it was approved. Well, there's a memo from 1999 <laughs> saying it was approved. What didn't you know? Obviously, something after that occurred uh, and uh, that says we're not going to name it after Slick Willie because he was disbarred. Slick 20, Willie being uh, yeah. B- Bill Clinton, of yeah, course. 25 years passed since his disbarment. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They think they can bury it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. They what do you forgot. Mean? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, I'm gonna ask you a question right now. Okay. That is going to ask you to get down and maybe put your foot in it. All right. Okay. Now, if you don't. I, I've never done that before. Yeah. If you don't want to, I'll understand. Okay. All right. Let's see. Who was this guy that quit yesterday? Is quitting today. Oh, Steinmet, Dr. Steinmet. Yeah, uh, What's the, going on with that? He's the chancellor at the other school. U of A. Well, one yeah. of the other schools, University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. Let's, okay. Let's make sure we know which campus it is. Yeah. Um, and he quit. Uh, and there's a story in some paper about him appearing on websites uh, without, you know, a shirt or whatever, that kind Whoa. of thing. But 
according to the spokesman from... It, he did a Putin picture? Uh, was he on a horse? Well, yeah, I mean, Putin, <laughs> Putin's might like have been a little picture. more tame. I like yeah. that picture. But let me be clear. According to the spokesman from UAF in the article that I read... Uh, it said it, it was a fake picture. So I don't know what to do. Oh, okay. Although I'm not sure why spokesmen, by the way, for universities are coming out sort of as personal representatives. You see it all the time. This has nothing to do with him. Okay. But you always right. see this, this, the spokesman, some guy, get, you know, was he shoplifting? I'm not, right? There's not this guy. He wasn't shoplifting. Or was he doing this wrong or that wrong? And a spokesman for the university or some entity comments because it's the top dog or the near top dog at the yeah. institution. That's not your job. I, you I, should refer to the individual. Yeah. That's not, that's a personal private matter. I, Don't be doing that. I personally so, think he came out against Senator William J. Fulbright, one of the great senators. He from came the state out of against Arkansas. him about what? He came out oh, about moving about his statue. Oh, oh no, no. Steinmetz want uh, endorsed moving the statue of. Um, I'm sorry, Fulbright. William J. Fulbright. Right. I, as yeah. you know, to where. Dave, uh, Senator Fulbright. You know, yeah, where, where, like the basement underneath yeah, the toilets that's or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, put it in the basement. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and because, right, and I am a, a Fulbright scholar, uh, I, as you know, Dave, because I was on your show. That's from a high Poland. honor. Well, thank you. And it I'm is. honored to have that title. Um, I'm the only member, by the way, at, at my law school who is a uh, uh, who did a Fulbright uh, scholarship uh, program. Uh, there were uh, a couple before they've retired. To be clear, um, wasn't Clinton a Fulbright scholar? He might have been actually. I think he, he was. Yeah, it was yeah. Rhodes Scholar. Oh, oh Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, gotcha. Rhodes Scholar. Okay. Fulbright. Okay. So apparently, the Rhodes Scholar is like an inch, a little an inch further than the Fulbright Scholar. I think. I don't know. So. Uh, uh, you know, I have a Fulbright scholarship as someone from Arkansas, and Fulbright was a senator from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So it's really a true honor, and and for that reason, amongst others, uh, I am opposed to removing his statue. You want to contextualize history? You know, we know that the Bible talks about Noah as a great man of his time, uh-huh. and things change. And Fulbright did a lot of wonderful things, including the Fulbright Scholarship. And so uh, I'm just tired of discarding people from ancient history. All right. Charlie Kirk is next on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be talking to him. He's going to be the new talk show host from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. starting Monday right here at 101.1 FM. pride myself in a lot of the guests that i have on this show and i'm a pretty good determiner of 
of talent. Present companies. Yeah, well, with you and, and, and some other people I've had on. I mean, we had Ben Shapiro on before anybody knew who Ben Shapiro was. You had him on before he was Ben Shapiro. Yeah, was Sam basically. Shapiro. So, it to ben. so anyway, <laughs> another guy that I had on was during CPAC, and uh, that was Charlie Kirk from uh, Turning Point USA. He's great. He's going to be the new talk show host starting Monday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Talked to him. I caught up with him on uh, uh, Wednesday, and we discussed his show, and here's what we talked about. Well, I've been telling you we are uh, we have a new face added onto our talk show lineup here at 101.1 FM, the, uh, the answer, and I'm excited. I am seriously excited. You've listened to my show for 21 years here in Little Rock. You know that I had Ben Shapiro on when he was 16 years old, when he was just starting to write uh, conservative columns in American newspapers. And, and Ben joins us from time to time uh, still today uh, and uh, from the Daily Wire and, and talks about his show that he does now. Well, we joined today by uh, Charlie Kirk. And Charlie, you've heard on my show as well, at CPAC. Whenever I go to CPAC, I can tell you right now, there's two things that I do. One, I make sure that I find all my friends and we have dinner together. And then two, I go downstairs typically, wherever we're at, and I go to the Turning Point USA uh, area and I buy a bunch of stuff. I mean... (laughs) A bunch of stuff. The, la- the last thing I bought, Charlie, was was a, a shirt with Andrew Breitbart on the front of it screaming. I, I love that. I wear that shirt religiously. I love that shirt. Andrew was a friend of mine, and people hear me mention him all the time, and I, I talk on the air about culture is you know, upstream from politics and things of that nature. And I'm excited that we're going to have you on here at the answer from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. daily, Monday through Friday, because you're going to bring a conservative viewpoint, but you're going to bring it from a, a, a young viewpoint, and I'm excited about that. Look, I'm 68. I'm getting too old for this business anymore. So, uh, you know, we need people like you. So what can our listeners expect from your show? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for the opportunity, and I love Little Rock. I have a lot of family out there, so I'm, I'm super thrilled uh, to be joining. Uh, so, yeah, our show has been growing really fast. We started our radio program with the Salem Radio Network back in October of last year. We've been doing our podcast for a couple years, and uh, we've been so blessed. It's now in the top five of all Apple News conservative podcasts. And our, our, our show takes a little bit of a unique um, approach we do news of the day, obviously. We try to talk about bigger trends and explain why they're happening. Uh, we try to go a level deeper and try to give our listeners what they can actually do about some of the things that are troubling them. It's not just a grievance hour. If, you know what I mean? It's not just yeah. talking about everything wrong, but actually talking about how you can show up to school boards, how you can file out FOIA requests and kind of some of the solutions that can be done. And also, we try to bridge the gap between the younger generation um, and the generation that really see things correctly and they feel like they're losing their country and that's something we've been able to do in a lot of different radio markets across the country and so learning the medium and learning kind of how this all works and you know we've been really blessed to be able to add a good amount of stations in the last couple months especially i i knew rush and rush was a friend of mine Uh, he was a terrific man and there is no replacing rush limbaugh there's only following in his footsteps and hopefully being able to do a small part of what he was able to do, which was invent talk radio 
and quite honestly build the conservative movement as we know it today. Well, here's what I think our listeners are going to get from your talk show. They're going to get from your talk show what I got at CPAC when I would have your people on. They're, they're going to have hope. My listeners are going to get hope. We, we said, look, I'm a baby boomer, and I, I look at what's going on in this country, and uh, if I thought bashing my head against the wall would help, I would, but I know that it won't. And, and I talk about the issues, but when I talk to your people, what I hear is young people that want to save the republic just as much as I do, and that gives me hope. You're, you're that kind of person, are you not, Charlie? Well, thank you. I, I appreciate those, those kind words, and that's what we try to do. We, we try not to just say that the country is in inevitable decline and, you know, just talk about why that's happening. We try to say, no, we can have an American revitalization. We can have an American renewal. I mean, just this last weekend at Turning Point USA, we had 2,500 young conservative women in Dallas, Texas, uh, ages 14 to 22. That should give you hope. Yeah, it I mean, should. that's a big deal. Not to mention our campus tours that we do. We're on pace to hit 1,000 high school chapters across the country by the end of the year. And so, you know, what we try to do is just what we're also doing on our radio program is tell the true stories of how people are rising up, and especially from the younger generation. And on traditional mainstream media nonsense, they don't always tell these stories. Right. You know, they don't at all. Instead, it's all it's all about how there's very few conservatives out there, and it's an ever-diminishing pie of belief that's just not true it isn't um it's actually increasing there are more people that are coming to our viewpoint there are more people that are saying that they're fed up with this nonsense there's more people that are want to do something to actually save this beautiful country and this republic that we live in and so that's a point of feedback we get a lot from some of our other uh, radio station partners they feel that their listeners are getting hope and also you know we, we we really do our best and tucker carlson's another friend of mine to kind of talk about the issues that are hitting people firsthand, not just political issues, cultural issues, uh, especially education. Uh, that's the one where we are. That's our sweet spot, obviously, yeah. because, you know, in high school and college. And I think you would agree a lot of your listeners have education at the front of their concern, mm-hmm. especially after the, you know, the virus and the lockdowns and what we have seen with a lot of these public sector teacher unions. So it's a it's a fun show. We try to go at it with a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. Um, and honored to be able to partner with you guys. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. Of course, uh, people are aware of Turning Point USA because uh, the Dave Ellswick show got involved in the fight for freedom of speech at Arkansas State University when a person tried to set up a table for Turning Point USA and was thrown off the campus. And uh, we now have the Dave Ellswick freedom of speech uh, uh, law here in. Uh, Arkansas that says we allow freedom of speech all across campuses of, of Arkansas. And it was because of, uh, of your uh, your folks, to be honest with you, uh, uh, Charlie. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that was a really amazing success. And thank you for your help by that, by the way. That's that's something that we've been able to tell a lot of our friends of how we've been able to move the dial in in one particular state. And we're still waiting on a final decision. I don't think it's going to happen. There's a small chance that the lawsuits surrounding that incident might go up to the Supreme Court no, and I hope actually so. be able to. Yeah, and that's that's a TBD. But thank you for saying that. Look, we have a we have a robust and sophisticated uh, grassroots army. We have over 160 people on staff at Turning Point USA, um, and we are really bringing the fight to high school and college campuses. If you're like me and your listeners are you probably share this viewpoint, I'm tired of playing defense. 
I'm tired of constantly trying to manage an ever-eroding kind of landscape. Why don't we go take some terrain from the left? Why don't we go to college campuses and we go to these high schools? And that's what we do at Turning Point. And then the radio show couples nicely with that ethos. And uh, it reflected in our numbers on the podcast and in our radio show, our emails and feedback. A lot of people are pleased that we have an offensive mindset and how we communicate and how we do what we do. All right. If you're just joining, Charlie Kirk is with us. He is going to be on 11 to 2 Monday through Friday now, right here at 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. And I can only tell you that you're going to love this guy. I really seriously believe that. And you who have listened to my show know that I don't blow smoke on this stuff. I told you about Ben Shapiro before Ben Shapiro was a big name. Now I can't even get him on the air because everybody wants him. I'm lucky to get Charlie on is the way I feel about it, uh, that he's going to give us the time to talk today because he's going to get to the point where he doesn't have time to talk. He's going to be be uh, pulled at from every every direction so we're really glad to have you on today with us uh charlie kirk and we're, we're looking forward to you uh here on the, the radio show real quickly on the show who else joins you on the show it's not just you i know this for a fact you bring people in yeah so our, our third hour we try to have top tier guests and we're just adding callers um, as well, and we're going to be doing that. And so the first hour, first hour or two, we try to do just straight commentary to the audience. For the third hour is almost always an interview. So, for example, this week we have Candace Owens or Kaylee McEnany, Donald Trump Jr., Judge Janine, you know, really exciting guests and conversations that I think your audience will truly enjoy. Uh, and I, I think there's a place for that, to dive deep into the ideas and uh, be able to show people kind of where these ideas come from and kind of what their uh, what their meaning is and the, kind of some of the heroes in the movement. The interview with Candace Owens in particular is a lot of fun. And so if any of your listeners missed that, they can also check that out on our podcast feed. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're thrilled to be able to also share a lot of these conversations that we're having with a lot of the movement leaders and a lot of the people at the top of, you know, kind of trying to save the country, some of these inside conversations that we're then able to uh, – to partner with on radio all right we got to get a break in here let's do that then we'll come back talk a little bit more and then i'm going to ask you about topics and get you involved in letting people hear what you really believe our special guest charlie kirk he's going to be from of course he's from turning point usa you know who he is you've seen him on fox you've seen him on uh, the internet uh, you've seen his people on the Internet. You know about the fight that we had for Turning Point USA here on the Dave Ellswick Show at Arkansas State University. And uh, I'll continue to fight for freedom of speech. I mean, I can't believe that people want to hinder the First Amendment here in this country, but there's people who want to do that. So, Charlie, stay tuned. We'll be back with more in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our special guest, Charlie Kirk of uh, Turning Point USA. And uh, you have seen them online. You have seen them on Fox. You remember the fight we had at ASU to make sure that Turning Point USA could be on their campus. And now Charlie Kirk joins us here on 101.1 FM, The Answer, every day, Monday through Friday, from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And it's a great addition uh, to our station. I'm excited about him being here. If you missed the first part of the show, uh, he talked about what you can expect from the show. Go to my website uh, or go to my Facebook page, The Dave Ellswick Show. You can listen to that in its entirety and uh, hear what he had to say about that. Uh, This 10-minute segment that I'm going to have with him, I want to talk a little bit about 
topics with him. And we talked about education in the first 10 minutes, uh, uh, Charlie. Let me ask this of you. Um, I am losing faith in the public education system of America because the left is using it as a propaganda machine. Where do you stand on that? Oh yeah, I've I've held that view for quite a while, and this is a uh, this is a recurring theme on our program. We call them government schools, not even public schools, because they're serving the benefit of the government, not of the public. And you have a you have a really broken system where you have public sector teacher unions that are not held accountable in elementary and high school systems, and then in college it's a, it's an even worse situation. I I am a rather vocal critic of college. I didn't go to college. I think in most cases. It's vastly overrated where kids are borrowing money they don't have to study things that don't matter, to find jobs that don't exist. And then all the while, learn to hate the country, hate themselves, and kind of deteriorate any confidence they might have had or any sort of uh, direction that they might have, they might have uh, had from you know, their parents or from whatever. And so if we're not serious about radically not just reforming but uprooting the way we educate children in our country, uh, we're never actually going to be able to change things. And that's what we're trying to do on our program. You know, one of our top demographics on our podcast are, are women, married young mother women ages 30 to 45, because they are seeing firsthand the garbage and the venom and mm-hmm. the toxic curriculum that their children are learning. Um, or they're being forced to learn from critical race theory to the transgender garbage, uh, to open borders, to anti-Americanism. And so they're kind of asking, can somebody help me? How do I explain this? What do I do about this? And so there's a couple sweet spots that we talk about on our program that I think differentiate us and that we're able to come at from a truly unique and um, a perspective that we have an inside kind of track on. Education is definitely one of them. And so kind of like how Mark Levin is probably one of the best legal minds on radio, uh, we're probably the one that has a, a really good insight into education. That's kind of the comparison I always make because I've visited over 175 campuses. We have a network on thousands of campuses, as you mentioned, our wonderful, wonderful group at Arkansas State University. We're in the fight of the school boards. I showed up to a school board last week. Uh, and that's not the only thing our show is about, obviously. But if you were to say, that, like, what are the top three concerns, Charlie, about where our country is headed. I would put at least at number one or two, our ability or inability to communicate and replicate our values down to the next generation so that we can have a country that has unified culture, history, hopefully language, but let's just get the, let's get the history and culture first or else you really won't have a country. Well, I, I got to tell you, Charlie, and I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit about education here. How do, you know, people send their kids now to private school. But even there, they're not safe anymore. This, this secularism and this, this whole thing with uh, the left is, is infiltrating there as well. Uh, the average citizen is paying uh, high uh, taxes on their land or whatever so that we can pay our, our teachers and pay our school system. Here in the state of Arkansas, just out of our, our budget, about 61 cents of every dollar goes to the public school uh, you know, propaganda machine, and I and I'm I'm just wondering what you think. I mean, how do, how do we make people be able to have the money to get their kids out of the public school with this, this whole freedom of choice? Yeah, I mean, it, this has to come down to a leadership issue. So, in the ideal, and this is very hard, and I'm not trying to say that every family is equipped to do this. I really think we need to have a homeschooling revolution in our country. I, I think we have to double our homeschooling population right in America. 
and double it quickly. And I think that every Republican governor, including your Republican governor in Arkansas, who I've had a couple choice words about, different topic for a different time, um, <laughs> will will then be able to say that there should be school choice and voucher funding for homeschooling. That if a, mm-hmm. if a parent decides to pull their child out of the public education system, then they should get a tax rebate or they should get some equivalent to be able to make that easier. Other states have done this, and it's working wonderfully. Now, I understand a lot of parents are working two jobs. Sometimes there's family fracturing. Homeschooling is not possible for every single family. It should be the ideal, though. So for the families that are not able to homeschool, we have got to fix our public or our government education system through school choice, through vouchers, through charter schools. That is not the only solution. Uh, It can improve the conditions. But you bring up a really important point, which is that some people think that private schools are held up on this mantle. Academically, that might be the case, but I could tell you that some of the most just incredible, like just eye-opening garbage that I have seen has come from private school, elementary school, and high schools, as far as the wokeism, the anti-Americanism, the critical race theory. And so that's a very important point, I think, that you made, which is, you know, parents sending their kids to private school does not mean that their kids are going to share their values or love their country. Yeah, they got to go in with their eyes open. There's no doubt about that. But for an average person, an average parent, I always tell them, if you wonder why you send your kid to school and they come back a little brown shirt, it's because of what they're being taught. Uh, in the public school system now and in our public colleges. And you all are doing something that's Im- important in that you are involved in high schools now. The fight is, is has been transferred from the colleges where I think the left has basically won the day to the, co- ha- the high schools now where the battle is really being waged right now. No, that's exactly right. The new battleground is the high schools. And so we are starting high school chapters and groups. We have a school board liberty project that we're launching, and I'm personally going to school boards across the country. So maybe I'll have to come visit your wonderful station, 101.1, and then also do a school board meeting. Who knows? I got a mic for uh, you anytime. uh, I love it. And so this idea of the school board really fascinates me, and we've been covering this a lot on our radio show and our program, alongside my friend Tucker, who's who's been covering this, I think, brilliantly, which is this idea of trust. And I think a lot of the parents listening to us right now would agree that we gave trust or there was trust between these kind of boring positions on school board where they where they kind of vote on how long of a racers they want to give fourth graders right like totally (laughs) inconsequential issues and they're there till 2 a.m and most parents are like i don't have time for this i trust you to not do something insane that's right and you know have a nice life all of a sudden these parents are really upset because they're like oh hold on i thought you were voting on a racer length And no, it's actually we're voting on whether or not we think that your child should learn there's a man or a woman. And this has parents incensed. And you can see that all across the country, right? And it almost is a violation of a contract or a compact. That's the best way I can describe it, is that there is this unspoken agreement between decent parents and these school boards, such as, hey, we'll pay our property taxes, we'll send our kids to school on time, please don't do anything revolutionary, thanks so much. And it turns out these school boards did and have been under the table through a treacherous and deceitful propaganda campaign. And that's really where a lot of these parents now do start rising up to these school boards. You're seeing that happen across the country. We need reinforcements from the top. We need governors to start to step in, which is starting to happen, thankfully, in state legislatures if they're funding these schools at all, which I'm guessing 
in Arkansas, there's some money coming from the state of Arkansas going to government schools. I could be wrong. It might be all <laughs> local source, but um, I'm guessing that it's quite a lot. Every state is different. And yeah, so I just want to be careful the way that, yeah, I'm guessing it's a lot. Therefore, the state legislature in Arkansas should be hosting hearings if critical race theory is being taught anywhere. And so I'm of the opinion that this educational fight is the new Tea Party fight. And every day I have another 15 videos of parents screaming, calling out these school board members who have never done anything political before. I have not seen this kind of energy since 2009, 2010 with the great Andrew Breitbart, where people were just showing up organically on street corners with Gazden flags. That's the type of energy I'm seeing at school board meetings across the country. We have to harness it for the future and the welfare and the well-being of our children. Charlie Kirk, he's going to join us starting Monday, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. You've heard him. Man, when he starts bringing up Andrew, I'm in. I'm just telling you. Charlie Kirk, thanks for your time. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Had Joel Johnson on just the other day, and uh, the owner of uh, PI Roofing, and he made the you know the the statement that what you need to do, and I agree with him on this because I do this as well. Uh, you become a PI Roofing member. You pay X amount of dollars per year, and they come out and check your roof out. To make sure it's in good shape. There's any kind of little things wrong. They fix them. They don't charge you. It's really a a, a great opportunity uh, for you to make sure you keep your roof in good working order. Let me tell you why that's important. Because your roof is your final defense against the elements. When it rains, it's your roof that keeps the water out of your house. When it's hot, it's the roof that keeps the heat out of your house to an extent. Same thing during the winter time. Your roof goes through, you know, literally H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. Because it goes from really, really hot to really, really cold to freezing to, to you know, tar bubbling on top of it. So you need to keep it in good working order. Do that with PI Roofing. Call them. Same number I do. Look, I say this a lot. A lot of people think that I have, like, a bat phone at my house and i pick it up and it and it hooks up to pi roofing or to another advertiser doesn't work that way 707-3551 that's their number same number i call you'll talk to the lady at the desk they'll set you up somebody will come out and they'll fix whatever the problem is they'll get it done for you and they'll get it done professional and they'll get it done right they fix your roof they do P.I. Roofing, keep that in mind, piroofing.com. All right, now, Chris is here. I, I did, I don't, did I even tell people you were here? I, I think remember. Steinbach did, but let me – Chris Corbett is here. He's a practicing attorney here in Arkansas. He lives out in Conway. His, uh, his expertise is engineering, and uh, he has taken up a case of one of my power panel members. By name of Paul Calvert. You know Paul. You hear him every Monday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Paul has a lot of rental properties. And he has gotten into kind of a urinating contest <laughs> with the people of uh, the city council. That's right. City yeah. of Conway. Oh, Conway, yeah. yeah. So what's going on with this? So, so Paul um, and I have become friends over the last couple of years, and he's a stand-up landlord. Um, and he's got a serious faith in the Lord, and he treats people with with, with dignity and respect. And um, the city of Conway 
has moved in on him, uh, posted his house with a with a big yellow sign that says you can't sell it because we've now posted it. They have literally in the city of council ordinances that you can't sell your house, mortgage your house if we post your house. Totally unconstitutional. Right. It prevented him from selling the home. Um, I've notified city council of this a couple years ago. Not only did they post that on his house, they charged him with a crime. They've charged him with 12 criminal charges. Uh, they want to fine him up around 1000 to $5,000, right? Holy cow. Yeah. For the actions of somebody else. For the actions of his tenant. Right. Literally. The tenant was not a good tenant. She had a lot of trash in her yard. The city of Conway has decided that that gives them the right to charge the owner of the property with the trash in the property. Is this not a, the tenant? Is this the same the kind of like city council that would say because of COVID nineteen, if you weren't working, they can tell the person, the landlord, that you can't charge them their. Uh, that's exactly to pay their uh, rent. Right. That's exactly right. You know, I had a lot of tenants, a lot of landlord friends. I said, well, send an invoice to the city council and see if they pay the rent. Uh, that won't, That's not going to work. But that's the same. That's right. See, that's crazy. It's it's outrageous. Yeah. It's outrageous. And we, you know, uh, Paul said, you know what, let's let's try to do the right thing. Let's sit down and have a meeting with them. Bonk, that didn't work. Hold up. They're filing a lien on my house to clean up the trash. Can I have a due process? Can I get adequate notice of that and a due process hearing? Can I have a hearing on that? Yeah, you know what City of Conway calls that? A city council meeting. They call a due process. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. They call a due process hearing a city council meeting. A public city council meeting is supposed to be due process? Yeah, that's not because at a hearing, I get the right to cross-examine somebody. They just came up. They had a little lady come in and said, yep, there was trash on the property. Yep. Um, it cost us $400 to clean it up. Okay, approved. They all voted in favor. They slapped a lien on his house and charged wow. him with a crime. So wow. now I'm defending. We have a jury trial. Uh, I think it's next week. Um, defending him on the um, uh, criminal charges. And in the meantime, we've filed um, a civil lawsuit against the city of Conway for uh, numerous actions. One, a declaratory judgment, violation of his civil rights, violation of Fourth Amendment. They served a. They served a... A warrant on him, searched his home. Yeah, he happened to be there. It, they posted this this search on YouTube. Literally, the city of Conway posted the search on YouTube. Over 40 they people. They went in with a camera, and then they posted yes, it on sir. YouTube? Yes, sir. Posted it on YouTube. At that point Did in they time, have uniforms with little lightning bolts on oh. them? <laughs> oh, no. They had a sheriff with them. They had an officer of the court with a sidearm, with a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they show up when they serve warrants, because you can get crazy. Yeah. Um, and at that, that point, at that point, Mr. Calvert, not only did he own the house, but he possessed the house, right? Mm-hmm. But the warrant, the affidavit that's required to get a warrant, you have to have an affidavit to get a warrant. That affidavit is, you know, it's presented to an impartial judge, and the judge then views the warrant and says, "Okay, you have probable cause to search this person's property." Why? That, what were they looking for? That he had, thank you. He well, had what a vacuum judge signed cleaner? that order? What's the name of the judge that signed that um, order? That's a good question. I don't know. 
I'll find out. But it's a local judge. Yeah. Well, well let, me needs to be let me tell you what uh, they searched uh, it based on what. What was the criteria? The, tenant, the tenant was a single mother, three kids, and the place was a wreck. Okay. The officer that showed up did the right thing. He said, hey, there could be some child endangerment here. There should be some ch- a child in danger here. They filled out this affidavit and then used it. The tenant then moved out. And then they used that affidavit from five months ago to search to, to, to search the property that Mr. Calvert owns. So this is analogous to, uh, Dave, if you go and you rent a Hertz car, right? You rent a Hertz car. You, you, you don't own the car, but you possess the car. Okay? Correct. And then uh, the sheriff turns a warrant on Hertz. They pull you over and search the entire car, search your pockets, search your cell phone, search your locked briefcase in the back of the car. And apparently they have the right to do that. No, they they don't have the right to do that. You possess the car. You don't serve it on the owner, right? You serve it on the person that possesses it. Mm-hmm. And that's how this is. That's how it should work. That's how it should go down. So we're going to see. We're going to put it to a judge. Uh, you know, I, I can't fix stupid, Dave, but I can set a hearing for it. Right. And Paul has decided to stand up to the man. And we're going to put it in front of a judge, and, and we're going to we're going to defeat the criminal charges. Yeah, and and understand when you stand up against City Hall, right? City Hall has ways to make your life miserable. One hundred percent. They've got unlimited resources. They've got numerous investigators. They've got the whole police force. Um, and and we tried to work this out. Uh, Paul has donated his time to the city. He's got equipment. He's filled sandbags. Uh, this is a guy that's a stand up citizen. This is not somebody that's running around um, renting out houses in terrible shape. If, if if he's done anything, he's been a little lenient with his tenants, right? And I, I give presentations to lots of landlords out there saying there are no bad tenants. And of course, the whole room, that's my first statement coming that's out. That's what they say. Right? That's right. Well, good landlords get rid of bad tenants. That's how I end up the conversation. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he... he it was a the lady hit a little trouble, and um, she's now living somewhere else. She, she wouldn't, we can't even find her to testify. She would literally say, "That's my trash. That's not Mister Calvert's trash." Mm-hmm. And there's a state code on point, um, Arkansas law, that says you cannot charge the homeowner with trash of another person. That's what we hung our hat on. You can't well, charge. Sure. Yeah. So that's what we're litigating, and I'm glad you brought it up. And um, uh, Mr. Calvert, uh, Paul Calvert is a is a good guy, and we're gonna we're gonna put the the question to a to a court of law. Okay, well, yeah. after you've had the uh, the trial, if uh, you and Paul want to come on and talk, the, the microphone to. is available. Well, let me tell you, this is um, this is a microcosm of what is going on, but it's actually happening on a macro scale. It's happening all across the United States. The government's out of touch with reality. It's the big machine. They're pressing down on the American spirit to go out and make a buck. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's hurting it's hurting America. It really is. And um, we've got to stand up and do something. Well, about here's it. the key. A lot of people can't afford twelve hundred dollars a month for rent. That's right. Yeah. Well that's you know, true. They take something a little bit less so they can afford it. That's right. I've I've lived in homes that some people would say, Well Dave, why would you live there? I could afford the rent. <laughs> that's the reason i free. live there and, and you don't need the government to protect you from a no. bad house do you you can make a decision and i move. make my own decision thank you sir all right i make my own decision about uh, a lot of different things yeah all right we got to get one final break in and then we will be back i want to talk about an op-ed that uh, the illustrious robert steinbach wrote 
It, it had to do with uh, you know, uh, FOIA again, didn't it? The Arkansas FOIA, the Arkansas Freedom this of is, Information Act. He is in all. I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke up up his pants leg. I, I refuse to say up his dress, <laughs> up his pants leg. This is a man who knows more about FOIA than anybody else in the state. They come to him when they need answers about this. And when I say they, I mean anybody that wants to know about FOIA. I mean, Joe McCutcheon even comes and talks to to you about FOIA. So we'll talk about that when we're coming back. Cabot Emergency Hospital in Cabot now. You don't have to run all the way to Little Rock, North Little Rock for an emergency. You can go somewhere where there's 100 percent physician owned you got board certified emergency physicians that are there 24 7 365 they got a radiology suite that includes x-rays ct scans ultrasound and even an mri on site to uh, take care of you they have an on-site lab which i think is more important than the mri an on-site lab when they're look when they're looking to find out if you've got a heart attack going on they don't say, oh, does your chest hurt? That's not what they ask. They take blood and they look for enzymes in your blood that shows that heart muscle is being destroyed. Then they know it's a serious heart attack. Then, you know, they take you from Cabot and they put you in the heart hospital or something and and get to the serious business of playing aliens with you. But the bottom la- uh, line is that, uh, you know, if you need open heart surgery or whatever, you're going to go to the hospital for that. But they'll see you about the emergency, diagnose, stabilize if you need to go somewhere else, or let you go home because they know your emergency matters. They can get it taken care of for you. You can get you back to your life faster. They can r- reduce the stress on you. They're great people. They did it for me. When I had the pick line in my arm and it came loose and I happened to feel like, what's that wetness? And I looked down and my whole sleeve was red because I was bleeding bleeding from the pick line. I went to Cabot Emergency Hospital. They saw me within five minutes. They had me out of there within 15. Cabot Emergency Hospital. I got to do a stimulating talk. I like that. All right, back here. <laughs> back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach is sitting across. He's been so nice because he's been here, and he hasn't said a word for the last 45 minutes. And that's very <laughs> difficult for him. That's di- You know this, Chris. I think Chris. it pains him. He's sitting it's over hard. in pain. Being tough on him. All right. He also writes great op-eds. And you just wrote, a, just wrote a recent one. I'm going to make sure that we send it to Elizabeth and get it up on the Facebook page. So you tell me about this. Why? What What well, possessed you to write this? Joey McCutcheon and I wrote this op-ed about the Freedom of Information Act. As we discussed actually in the beginning of your show, um, there are two professors with expertise in Arkansas law at the, um, at the Bowen School of Law, me and um, Tom Sullivan. And mine is in the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. And we talk about three things that are important to ensure that we continue to have an Arkansas Freedom of Information Act that does the right thing. Uh, and and the right thing, by the way, is to ensure that Arkansans uh, know what their government is doing, because too often government does things behind the back of the public. And, of course, they work for you, even though they don't sometimes at least like to admit it. And so uh, one thing that we need to do is always be vigilant against encroachments uh, during the legislative session 
uh, a good example. That and we, they were working at this legislative session. And what you often have are private lobbying groups paid by the public. How? Because you have, for example, uh, Arkansas Counties Association, and they go to the counties in Arkansas, and they go to the elected official, and they said, they say, give us some money. Not your own money. Not from your pocket. Not from your household. Give us city money, or indeed county money, to be right. more accurate. Uh, to, because that's a proper expense, even though uh, I don't think we should be spending that money. Uh, and then... So the city official and county official, I mean, it's all different uh, uh, lobbying groups, give your money, your tax dollars, Dave, uh, to this private lobbying group. And then the private lobbying group shows up to the legislature and says, oh, we wrote a bill, uh, they say to some legislator, to help you out. Mm-hmm. And they used to be able to, by the way, go to the the group within the legislature that actually drafts bills. They used to be able to go on their own and say, hey, draft me up a bill. We couldn't do it. Chris sent an email to them saying, can you draft me a bill? They said, well, we don't draft bills for you. Oh, they drafted them for private entities like the Arkansas Counties Association until we put a stop to it. Sure that is. enough. Until we put a stop to it. That's BLR. Right. Um, at Bureau of Legislative uh, Research. Um, and so... Uh, they they go in and they say, here's a bill to have less oversight, to have less uh, review of government behavior. So it's the first thing that we need to be vigilant against and st- and continue to push back against. Two is we need to have good legislators. We name just one in the uh, op-ed, and that's Dan Sullivan. He uh, introduced a number of very good FOIA bills this past session, uh, many of which I helped draft and some of which passed. Um, by the way, we were talking earlier about expertise in Arkansas law and uh, interaction of uh, faculty. Uh, I'm confident that I've passed the most bills uh, of any uh, Arkansas law professor. Um, I'm not sure any have passed any other ones, but uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. There was one that comes to mind. Um, but uh, um, in any event, uh, so that's the second thing. You need good leg- legislators like Dan Sullivan. There are plenty of others doing it. But Kim Hammer uh, worked uh, and has continued uh, to work. Alan Clark. Alan Clark. Um, so uh, there are many, many uh, outstanding legislators uh, who are pro-FOIA and pro-transparency and understand their job is to represent the people, not to represent the bureaucrats. And the third one is make sure that you have a good judge on your case. And so um, he, Joey had just a case just the other day. Gunner DeLay is the judge. He's apparently running for um, state, Supreme state Court. Supreme Court now. And he gave an absolutely perfect opinion in the FOIA case. Joey won and he's getting attorney's fees. We had Tim Fox. Uh, we had the opposite. And Chris can comment on that. Uh, first thing he did was he he said that I've got to pay for the government's attorney. Outrageous. He, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The, during we, the case. During the case. Because I wanted anonymous records, no names, no ID, mm-hmm. nothing, uh, of graduates of the law school uh, so that I could figure out or further demonstrate, to be fair, uh, further demonstrate that on average a school lets in minorities with lower incoming metrics, which directly correlates to lower bar passage. Right. Surprise, surprise, by the way. You know, that's called math. Um, and so uh, two plus two still equals four. And so... Uh, I wanted further records uh, uh, similar to what I had been given twice before. And, of course, the school said, no, you can't have those records. That was when the the then dean, uh, it's a different dean than now, and he's since left. Remember, he's the dean that uh, wrote an email to all the students saying, bemoaning Trump's election. 
Yeah, well, we're going to give you hot chocolate and you can pet dog. Oh, no. It said, oh, this was like, uh, you know, terrible uh, occurrences or events that have occurred recently, that kind of thing. Yeah, and we know that it's going to cause you stress and all the rest. And I said they did. They were going to serve them hot chocolate. Exactly. Oh, and if you needed therapy, come to the library. Yeah, we're going to have a a therapy peacock. We're going to have a therapy therapy peacock show. (laughs) That's a joke, folks, by the way. He didn't actually have the therapy. Pe- therapy peacock, maybe a therapy dog. Give me maybe a, a therapy dog. Like exactly. Like exactly. And um, and so he resigned the deanship within a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then he left the school within, yeah. I think, an academic year. But um, gonna, gonna delay. Did the right thing. Did the right he thing. He immediately recognized right. the city didn't right. turn over the stuff right. within seven days. He said, "Turn over the stuff right. and pay the man his but, attorney's fees." And Chris, did you get your attorney's fees in this case? Judge Fox, yeah. no. Yeah. He didn't. Even we got the stuff turned over. Right. He have a hearing on it. Yeah. Nothing. Denied. Yeah. yeah. And that's what he did throughout the proceedings. He would write these one paragraph orders. And those aren't opinions. There's a difference between an opinion and an order. An order tells you what the outcome is. The opinion explains the outcome. Right. Well, he's, you know, that takes a lot of time. So he didn't, he didn't, I'm being facetious, by the way. It doesn't take that much time. That That's the job. You know, you got to show up. Right. Here's the funny thing. I'll say this more generally about that's judges. That's what they're elected for. Right. They're, they're elected to, to, to write opinions and then they complain about writing opinions. Go ahead. All right. We're out of time. Yep. We'll be getting back together again. And I don't know of when it'll be. It'll be when, whenever we got something we got to talk about, because right. these guys make themselves available to talk about the legalities of the law all the time. But for sure, next uh, Friday. Have a great weekend. Happy God Father's Day to everybody who's a father out there. And I'll see you at 6 a.m. on Monday. <laughs>